Hello and welcome to All Villa No Filler podcast, all about Aston Villa, the world's greatest football team, who reached the magical 40 points this season with victory over Norwich. We'll get to that in a moment, plus later on, Frankie dishes out another of his oh-so-spicy questions. But before we get into all that, Frankie, how are you? I'm not too bad, thank you, George. Uh, it was my... Uh... Five-year anniversary, my girlfriend on Saturday, oh, same congrats. day as Norwich. So um, I subjected her to Norwich Aston Villa, um, <laughs> which she she loved, I'm sure. And yeah. uh, we spent the whole day just being like, um, you know, should we go somewhere fancy, somewhere nice? And then we're so mid-30s and just so, you know, like can't be bothered. Just looked out the window and there's a Japanese restaurant like right there, like two-minute walk. And we were like, let's just go there. <laughs> Frankie, you old romantic. Yeah, and then uh, we were like afterwards, like should go for another drink somewhere. Looked around, as there was another bar within his eyesight. We were like, let's just go there. <laughs> so, you know, uh, that's that's my Romeo and Juliet love story. Five years together, you're just like, oh, let's just, uh, yeah, let's go there. Whatever. Yeah. I, that, I mean, that should have been one of those. Um, uh, you should have been one of those couples in love. Actually, do you know what I mean? That should have been one oh, of yeah. the, kind of running, <laughs> the, the running themes that that sort of run in between. It's uh, you know, it's. Uh, you just 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 sort of sitting on the couch, looking out a window and deciding, yeah, that's the restaurant I want to eat at. And then uh, yeah. I went to the restaurant, yeah, that's the pub I want to drink at. Perfect. We'd certainly be more likable than that absolutely terrible storyline with the guy who holds up the signs. The best oh man. God, no. The best man. Who it's, then it... films her the whole wedding, close-up shots the lot. You're like, he's a stalker and we're celebrating this? What? Yeah. That he, film, he, man. Yeah, I know. Yeah, well, that particular, um, that particular sort of, part the portion of the film is is like weirdly troubling because his relationship with her is very frosty on the surface and obviously you understand why because he's kind of got this horrible obsession with her but come on man you you can't you can't do all that i mean nah. also just just kind of like if you think about it from um the perspective of like both of them who've probably paid him or you know given him a bit of cash to do the filming of the wedding imagine if they could like the husband picks up a copy of it it's like oh well, you didn't you didn't film my nan oh uh, you didn't yeah. film 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 me much mate uh, it's just know, all well, yeah actually you just, you just did close-up shots pull focus shots of my wife that's it <laughs> i mean it's lovely but it's quite a lot of it yeah, yeah yeah so so you know so the only thing that gets me as angry as the time i was sat in the stands watching villa lose three nil at home to uh, a wigan side that ended up getting relegated was um that scene in love actually so yeah you, you found my kryptonite yeah i'm i'm not i mean this is probably a controversial opinion um I don't like love actually at all oh, i can't I stand mean, it, I, it there, are some it? Pe- there are some people that are like oh it's christmas it's no. Christmas put on, put on Love Actually. It's the, it's the best Christmas film. I'm like, oh my god, it's just it's so no. trite. It's 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 a terrible, I'd, a terrible I film. Don't, I don't want to see that. I, I would. I want to see burglars getting nails in their feet at Christmas in Home Alone. <laughs> you know, yeah, irons exactly. in the head, bowling balls taking them out. That's what we want. That is the epitome of Christmas. Uh, listen, I, I want to. I want to. St- myself away from getting angry about love actually and move back onto the topic of, of Aston Villa the whole nature of this podcast and finally Frankie after six games we have a league win 2-0 against Norwich in the El Smithico um poor old Dino we'll, t- we'll I'm sure we'll touch on that in a, in a moment but did touching on Villa first of all did, did they do enough to win, impress you in that win Frankie uh it felt like a pre-season game did you get that vibe as well? Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, in the first half, definitely, it was, 
it was very sluggish to say the least. It, it was absolutely like a friendly or something. I was so perplexed by the entire game. Norwich are terrible, and I'm not just saying that as like a you know, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't like just like saying teams are rubbish and terrible, but God, they were really bad. You know, that's a pre- they're a Premier League team. I know they're bottom of the league. But you know, wow, poor, poor performance from them just weak and all that but we still managed to sort of give them some quite dangerous chances I thought and mm-hmm. first half until Bailey came off I thought we were just were doing nothing I thought it was just so passive and like you know we weren't really pressing them um get let them play around at the back a bit um wasn't much in the middle but uh I think as soon as Danny Ings came on I think there was a bit of a transformation in how Villa played perhaps that's formation yeah, I, I didn't like how lackadaisical it was. I don't know whether we just felt we'd win. And to be fair, that you know, that's what we did, 2-0 win. Great. It's great that we, you know, we've got another win back on it and we're back up to 40 points and all that stuff. But um, I just wish I'd seen a bit more energy, a bit more drive. Mm. You know, let's go out there and let's like get rid of this bad run we've been on by going and winning something 4-0 fight. Let's do what we did to Southampton. Um and to be fair, you know, second half, there were quite a lot of chances that we could have done that. The only player who I thought really had a lot of energy was Jacob Ramsey in the first half, at least. Uh, his drive, his energy. If he has, you know, absolute top class players around him, I'm convinced Ramsey's heading for the absolute top in football because he's just he's just brilliant. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a really clever player. He's physical. Defenders are terrified when he runs at them. But then, you know... Uh, I think Arobinum, um started off quite nervous. Some of his passing was a bit wayward, which is very understandable at the age of 18, playing the role he was playing in. But he really grew into the game, and that was a really positive display from, from him on his debut. He reads the game well. Two years' time, that guy keeps on progressing. He's going to be a real player. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, I thought Mings was solid. Cash, again, he's sort of in that sort of cruise control now, and he? he always looks good. Dinier, I thought, was very creative. I think he created most of our chances. Very good again. Um, and I, I don't know, just whether midfield-wise, we weren't, there wasn't a lot going on, I thought, um, until Ings came on. And then uh, Buendia, what a player. Yeah, it was excellent. I mean, so what did what did you think about it? Yeah, I, I said at the end of the last episode that I expected Villa to win 3-0. Uh, but but in my mind, I was expecting more of a actually a more impressive performance than scoreline. I was really hoping that we'd win three 0 but win it uh, very comfortably. Uh, um, you know, lots of energy, lots of attacking uh, intent. Um, and yeah, as I say, particularly first half and particularly before Ings came on, really, we just seemed really yeah, as I say, really sluggish, really slow paced. Um, and okay. Granted, Norwich had to go to Villa Park to win, uh, as as it turned out. Obviously, with Burn, Burnley's win over Watford, um, they they were obviously relegated, um, so they knew there was a possibility they could go down. So I, you know, they 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 did their bits and pieces, and and uh, you know, Rashika forced a really good save out of um, Martinez in the first half. So they had they had their moments, but as I, you know, as I said as well last week, and and my feelings haven't changed after seeing them again. Uh, over the weekend, they are a very poor side, and and they are destined. Um, you know, they were destined for the for the championship uh, weeks ago, months ago, even really. Um, even when we played them up at Carrow Road, I just thought there's no, there's nothing to this team. Uh, and and because of that, I just thought 
yeah, we, we got the draw against Leicester. That stopped the, the run of defeats. Yeah. And, you know, we, we should have taken, um, you know, a confidence boost from that point. Go back home, Villa Park, packed out stadium again. Um, you know, lovely spring sunshine. I, I was just really expecting more. And bearing in mind, you know, we're into, we're into May now, obviously end of April when the, when the, when the match was played. These are, some of these players are playing for their future, you know, you know, mm. um, that, that whether they want to be at Villa Park or not, they, they've got to, they've got to put a shift in for the final few games, because even if they want to be, they want to move to a different clubs, they've, they've got to, they've got to put themselves in the shop window. Um, and yeah, I just, I just didn't see much from too many players. I mean, definitely shout out to Robinham making his first start. I, I totally saw, you know, he, he was a, he was a bit nervous to begin with, but really grew into the game, particularly in the second half, was winning balls, putting in challenges, getting stuck in, you know, playing that playing that role that we all uh, want to see filled. Um, whether he does at the start of next season, I don't know. I mean, obviously we're going to be busy. I know we're going to be quite busy in the transfer market, so who knows, but I'd, I I would like to see him getting game time either, either at Villa or, or as, as I said in the last show, probably hopefully on on loan if he plays more regularly out on loan um mm. yeah as you mentioned Mings is very good his 100th appearance in a villa shirt um and it was it was a great performance from Mings actually he did he did what he did what he does very well you know kind of winning aerial challenges and uh clearing the lines you know all the basic stuff that he does very well yeah um the point i wanted to mention as well was was just leon bailey where we stand with with that because yeah. you know he's he's literally you know he's coming into games playing a couple, a couple and then he's off uh yeah. with, with 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 various injuries and um you know we signed him it's 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 turned into a bit of a nightmare really uh which is so unfortunate because we signed him to great fanfare in the summer expecting big things you know did well in germany uh hefty price tag was was you know part of that Grealish money that that was hopefully going to going to kind of fill that role energetic exciting his great debut against Everton gets injured obviously in that game and then it's been it's been so stop start and I was almost sort of laughing when he went down injured because I just thought of course of course he's injured yeah um you know he he he, he actually to be fair he was he was he started really well. He hit the hit the bar, didn't he? Great save from Krull. Tips it onto the woodwork. Yeah. Um, you know, if that goes in, that's a great confidence boost for him. But God, the injuries are just re- relentless. And yeah. you got a question, you know, does he have a future at Villa Park? You know, I know it's his first season, but we need people that are going to be fit for more than a couple of games. Yeah. Um, so yeah, where, where where do you, where do you see his future, Frankie? He's a very talented player, as he proved it by Leverkusen, and at times earlier this season for Villa as well. Um, but you know, it's a real shame when a player just keeps getting injuries. You know, he can't be helped. You know, if that keeps happening. Um, I, I, I can't say I'm sort of like overwhelmed by the thought of like him staying on next season at Villa. You know, if he was to move on somewhere else, you know, get a low move or whatever, I I, I could take it, I think. Mm. You know, I think what Gerard was intending was probably to start him quite a bit towards the end of the season to see what exactly what he's about and see if he can play his way back into form and, you know, show that maybe Villa don't need another winger again. But... um. The amount he seems to be getting injured in the, in the Premier League is just a real concern, isn't it? And I'm not sure, you know, for, for the amount of money you put into some, you know, a player like that, it's 
it's just not what you need. Um, but, you know, injuries, they, they can't be helped sometimes. You know, look at Calvert-Lewin at Everton. He's barely played this season. Sometimes it just happens to a player. I think he can come good at Villa. But I would not be surprised if this summer Villa look to replace that role. Traore is almost certainly on his way, I would say. Mm-hmm. Trezeguet, El Ghazi, both on the way, I'd imagine. Leon Bailey, big name, big talent. But it's not quite worked yet, so I could I could imagine Villa going for someone else, to be honest. But it's it's all it's you know it's easy saying all this, but it's a lot of money. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Totally. Like, Villa, I mean, Villa you, yeah. aren't Champions League team. You know, it's not like we've got endless supplies of money to just buy loads and loads of players, and then it you know it's more and more of the same. Like every summer, a new tumultuous replacing this transition or and all that and. You know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, I'm um, not wholly sold on Bailey at the moment. In in, in Bailey's defence, Gerard has said, before, and he certainly said before the Leicester game that um, that he's working really hard in training. You know, he's one of he's one of the yeah. he, at the moment he's one of the club's best trainers, which shows a willingness and a desire and a hunger to to make his stay at Villa Park a success. Yeah, he, he's clearly tra- you know he's clearly trying. Um, and, and trying to impress the staff enough to start games. And yeah, I mean, you know, the first half against Leicester, I thought he, he, he did struggle, but he grew into that game. Again, um, you know, against Norwich, yeah, the effort against the, against the bar. Um, so he was, you know, again, showing his attacking intent, um, but he just wasn't on the pitch long enough to really to really grow into the game as much as we would have all wanted him to. And, and that's him most likely ruled out against Burnley now. So it's, yeah. it's, inc- it's incredibly, it's a frustrating thing. Fa- I mean, God knows it must be frustrating for him. It's frustrating for Gerard, And obviously it's frustrating for the fans because yeah, as I say, at the start of the season, he was probably one, he was probably the one player, even, perhaps even above Wendia, who I was most excited to see kind of turn it on for us. Hmm. And, uh, and although we've seen glimpses of it, obviously, Due to the sheer amount of injuries he's had, we we we've um, we have we, we just haven't seen the best of him. He's still young, you know. He's, he he can he he can he can obviously you know with the, with a good summer under his belt, where he stays you know hopefully fit and injury free, gets a preseason. Then you know maybe next season is when we'll see the best of him. Um, yeah. I do, I don't think we should just be so hasty to get rid for that very reason that you said, Frankie. We can't just spend money on players. And and after the end of one injury hit season, just flog them off. We, as you say, we're not a Champions League club. We're not Man City or Newcastle who have endless supplies of cash. Mm. We've got to we've got to manage it sensibly. Yeah. So although I can see you know the likes of El Ghazi and and Trezeguet and Traore being moved on, I think Bailey is someone that will will look to keep and manage and try and um, you know just coax what we can out of him for for his duration at, at, at B six. All Villa, no filler on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Welcome back, everybody. Now it is time for this. Things are about to feel like you've just stepped into a sauna fully clothed on the All Villa, no filler podcast. In this the spicy question. It's here where we cover the controversial topics and sometimes even get those creative juices flowing. Today, George, I'm asking you, should 
Emmy Buendia start ahead of Coutinho? Oof. Wow, that's that's a tough question. Tough question. Well, George, you've got to let me know. Is it Emmy or Phil Coutinho? Uh, I reckon. Well, I, I don't. I, uh, I, 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 I don't know. It's, it's. Um, if you asked me that a month ago, Frankie, I would have said like, "Oh my God, it's Coutinho all the way. Sign him up. Pay whatever. Pay whatever the fee is. Yeah. Bring him in. He, yeah. he is. He is an absolute monster. He's. I, a, I wrote he's poetry to him. I, 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 I graffitied a mural onto a Big Ben to him. Everything. So, <laughs> we, I, yeah, I think we both got kind of caught up in the initial. Uh, you know, uh, sort of, sort of buzz of signing a player of his quality, and the brilliant. He was brilliant. Like he was. Yeah, the oh, yeah, games absolutely. Was yeah, no, t- totally, totally. And and it was a it was a wonderful it was a wonderful honeymoon period for for all concerned. Um, and you know, then we've had the last few weeks where, to be fair, you know, it's not just him, but but you know, his form has dipped, and and, and other players' form has dipped, and we've obviously had the the feats that we've had. Um, but he's still showing class on occasion. I mean, there are a couple of like lovely moments against Norwich that he he showed. You know, he's he's got he's got the vision. He tr- he tries really hard. He tries to to kind of like create things out of nothing. And there aren't too many players that that, that at least try to do that. You know, he does he does think outside the box in terms of how he plays football. And um, and yeah, he, he gets people off their seat. He, he he does, even with little flicks and tricks that he does, which mm. you know might not lead to, lead to anything significant, but at least it kind of it gets people off their feet and and everything else. Um, however, that being said, um, I don't know what the situation is with Emmy at the moment in terms of him not starting games. I think it's mainly because Coutinho is playing in his position, and obviously Gerard has the history with Coutinho and. Um, and he's been he's been brought in to play, mm. uh, which is which is it must be incredibly frustrating for Aston Villa's club record signing um, to have to sit on the bench and and watch it all. And the thing is, when he's come on for Coutinho, normally he he does bring something else as well. You know, he he's it, the reason why we paid so much money for him was because because of what a wonderful footballer he is. And you know, he got an assist, albeit it was a bit of a strange one uh, for 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 Ings. Ings' yeah. goal, um, and and he has got that bit of you know guile and graft and energy, and he's he's got a great first touch, and um, it's the way yeah, he uses his body. It's the way when yeah, he's yeah, used yeah. his body is like a, I think absolutely amazing skill that he has that I think is quite unique. I don't think a lot of mm. players. Because he's so small, you know. He's, he's, yeah, yeah. He's but 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 stocky guy. So yeah, I, I mean, you know, he's 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 not Maradona, obviously, but uh, he has a. Well, sim- I, I he think had- he is. I think he's the best Argentinian <laughs> football player. To, joint with Emmy Martinez. I, think. I can't Emi think Martinez. of any others. Outfield player. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, well, I I I I just think he does carry himself in that sort of way. You know, short, stocky, strong, um, wiry, uh, energetic. Um, That's like the opposite of me. <laughs> I'm like yeah, basically, basically quite everything tall, we're not weak. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> low, yeah. En- low energy, <laughs> spindly. Um, yeah, um, yeah. We're like uh, we're like sort of little puppets, aren't we? We're just sort of <laughs> sort of spindly and, and wiry and like thin a puppet from being pale. John Malkovich. John Malkovich. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, yeah. Emmy Bendia, we're we're not, but 
but he's but he's a great player. He's really good, and and, and obviously there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, frustration amongst Villa fans on social media in particular, where we're seeing like calls for Emmy and, you know, when the team sheet's released, it's like yeah. free, free Emmy, hashtag free Emmy. Cause he's not getting, you know, he's not getting the games that I think his performances have deserved off the bench. Yeah. I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see now with, uh, with Bailey being injured, whether he might slot in or whether Gerald will just start with Ings, which I imagine it will, will most likely happen against Burnley. Um, but yeah, it's, that's a really difficult question to answer. Um, but personally, um, uh, as the frugal man that I am, Frankie, uh, I think, I think it's been great having Coutinho and, you know, we'll always have, we'll always have some like, you know, great memories with him in the, in the short spell that he's been with us. But I think we could really genuinely save ourselves 30 plus million and an awful lot of wages and spend that money across the squad. And keep yes. Wendia. Um, I'm, um, I'm, I'm veering towards that thinking as well. Yeah, I, that'll be an interesting, spicy question for the end of the season, I think, because we'll see how the next few games go. You know, Coutinho scores a hat trick against Burnley, and suddenly it's, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, no, totally. Of course, but, it can, it yeah, can I'm, swing. I'm, I'm with you on that. I think it's uh, look, Wendia is somebody who I thought would eventually come good this season. And I think in the last few appearances, I've well, since probably about January, really, pretty much every time I've seen him, he's it feels like he's done something. Um, Norwich yesterday, he was an, he was I thought found excellent. Yeah. Um, again, you know, he's really confident at the moment and show willing to prove himself. Um, just, just uh, you know, he obviously had the the emotional thing of playing his former club. And he knows those players, so he maybe feels a, a different level of confidence against them. But it, he was just bullying them yesterday, I mm-hmm. thought. And the second goal came about because of him, really. Really clever, um, a really skillful um, me- means of holding the ball up. Lovely layoff to Jacob Ramsey. I do notice, I think Jacob Ramsey, I, I said it before, this guy is just he's going to the top if he continues his um, trajectory. But the way he works with Coutinho and Buendia, they're on the same wavelength. Like they're just their interchanges are like there's not many players who are able to do that. And Ramsey is just on their wavelength. And Buendia, I think, yesterday enjoyed working with him. I think Buendia does deserve a start. I think the reason Coutinho and Buendia don't start together really, they're probably too, they are probably are too, trying to do two similar things. Neither of them are particularly pacey. Mm. Um, and the press side of things, you know. Watkins is great at the press, and I thought Watkins, in, in credit to him, looked um, like the Watkins we re- we know and love, you know, against Norwich, and has done quite a bit in recent games. But uh, you know, nine goals this season now, you know, a bit of an injury hit season for him. Weird season for the team, and if he can get to double figures, decent enough. Um, but uh, yeah, Buendia wise, I think I can understand why Bailey started because he offers a, probably a bit more width, maybe. So you know, a bit more pace. You want him to press more. But I do think Wendy has got to get a start soon. And if it comes with Coutinho starting on the bench, well, so be it. I think he definitely. I think if I saw Danny Ings, Watkins, and Wendy start against Burnley, I'd I'd be fine with that. And then Coutinho comes on and changes the game. You know, that's just, that's the strength of our squad. That was the spicy question and both George and I would love to see Emmy Buendia get a start for Aston Villa 
very soon. If you agree with that or think he should stay on the bench, you can get in touch with us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram or you can email us at allvillanofiller at gmail.com. Okay, let's look ahead to Villa's next game on Saturday. We play relegation-threatened Burnley, who are in fantastic form under Michael Jackson. Yeah. Uh, can we stop Burnley's run of good form, though, Frankie? I can do a good impression of Michael Jackson if you want to hear it. Yeah, I'd like to hear it, yeah. Second ball! Winner! Clear it! Um, <laughs> there's no other Michael Jackson I can think of that you thought I was going to no. do there. No, that was... Wasn't no. that a B-side? Yeah, there was it. It was a said. Yeah. Ah. Oh. <sighs> it's, it's a tough one, isn't it? I mean, I mean, you know, you'd think in in other in other in other circumstances, yeah. you'd be like, okay, Burn. I mean, but to be fair, Burnley away, we we lost there last season. They're yeah, we tough, did. They've, they've, that, they've, we were amazing in that game as well, weren't we? Yeah, how, I know. how we lost. Yeah, yeah I know. Oh, I know. I know. Um, God, we've seen so many of those types of performances in our lives, haven't we, Frankie? Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. But you know, Burnley, Burnley, even even the, when they're not scrapping for their lives, even though they kind of always are, um, they're they are you know a tough team to play. Uh, but mm. it seems post Deitch, they're even more difficult to play against, uh, <laughs> and they're they're in they're in seriously good form. They're absolutely desperate to get out of the relegation zone, aren't they? And it's um, yeah. it's made it's certainly made. The relegation scrap. Thank God we're not in it this season. Yeah. Um, just, um, but uh, it's made it's made that last spot between Leeds, Everton, Burnley really, really interesting. Um, yeah, and and we're in the thick of it. We play Burnley twice in the next um, next five games. So, yeah. first of all, we play them away on Saturday. Yeah, it is going to be. I mean, it is going to be a difficult game, isn't it? I just it is going to be a difficult. I game. just watching Villa's like like on the beach performance against Norwich. Mm. My God, I, I sound like such a whinger. I, I, I've never intended. I don't. I feel like that we've prow- prided ourselves this podcast of not being like that annoying <laughs> fan you sit next to in the stand who just whinges all game. So that's not what we're going to be, and it's never what we're going to be. But I, do, I probably I'm just sounding at the moment as a reflection of the Norwich performance, where it did feel like we kind of just were in cruise control, which maybe suggests more about the opposition than it does about Villa. Mm. You know. Burnley, God, they're doing well, aren't they, under um, MJ? Three wins in a row at home. And I think if they were to say to themselves, who do we hope we could get next at, at, at our place? Norwich or Villa? Just because you're like, Villa's the type of team that will just turn up and, you know, feels like they probably aren't in too much danger and maybe not raise the game. But I would like to think that Gerard will go there and the players will go there and be really, really up for it and want to end this season really, really well. I think we need to end this season in a good in with some good wins and a good run of form because you know, all this talk about we're gonna sign players and Gerard's gonna get some players out and get his own men in and all this, that's all fine and good. But if you end the season badly, why would a good player look at Villa and go, Well, they're on a good trajectory, aren't they? They just lost five nil at Burnley. Or, you know, it's just it's that's not the way it works. So, you know. I want to, I want to see us approach this game in a way where we're high energy, put Burnley under a lot of pressure, um, dynamic going forward, 
And I have a feeling Marvelous Nakamba possibly will start this game. Um, I'm, I wonder whether it might be a bit, you know, a bit too much of an acid test for Aerobinum to, you know, It'll be, it'll, be a, it'll be tough for him, I think, if he starts. But, you know, I, I back him to do well. Of course I do. But uh, I could imagine he may be going for a bit more experience in either Nakamba or Douglas Louise. I think it's probably going to be Coutinho, Watkins and Ings, if I had to guess, as the front three. Yeah. here um, again on the bench. But these are the type of games where Coutinho's not really been performing away from home. So this is a game for him to show why we should sign him. Do I think we'll beat, we'll beat them? Um, defensively, we've been more solid recently. We actually have quite a few clean sheets in recent history, but I don't think we'll keep a clean sheet against Burnley away. Weghorst, the man with the amazing name, I could imagine him causing us a few problems from set pieces, things like that. So, uh, God, I'm sort of veering between either Burnley just turn up and win 2-0 or Villa really turn up high energy, really up for it and pull out a kind of surprising win. But let's face it, Burnley are the one pl- playing for their lives here, so they're the team I would say more likely to go all out and probably pick up the points. But I'm going to be positive, going to be hopeful and say that we get a draw um, away and uh, it ends 2-2. Okay. I'm going to be negative. Um, <laughs> what's happened to okay. with those annoying people we used to sit to, next to in Villa Park who within 10 seconds of the game starting were like for God's sake you've given the ball away like when you sit next to them uh, for years like I have oh God man I know I, I don't want to I don't want to be I don't want to be those that guy but, yeah. um, and I'm not generally we've been I, realistic we've been, we've been, we've been real we are being realistic and, and and in previous shows Frankie I have been positive and it's uh, and it's yeah you know, we're, we're positive we're positive we are we are positive in the main I, I just think um, you know I, I didn't watch the whole game against Watford that Burnley played in obviously I'm not a Burnley fan but um, from the highlights they strike me as a club and in the previous games I've seen them play in they strike me as a club who are just they are just on a roll uh, you know, sometimes clubs get into this kind of like the momentum's behind them. They've got a common cause. They're fighting and scrapping for every ball. Um, they're a unit. The fans are right behind them. Uh, and they've got that at the moment because they are absolutely desperate to uh, to uh, to secure Premier League survival. We are now on 40 points. So we're, you know, we are safe. Let's be honest. We're safe. Um, and um, I've just and, done a sign of the cross. <laughs> yeah, but you know, um, it it can it can work both ways. I mean, um, uh, you know, because because we are safe, there's no pressure on us at all. You know, th- th- there will be an expectation of Burnley to beat us at Turf Moor in particular. Um, although they're lower down the league, they are they are in better form, and people will look at Villa and think, okay, they're a team that are just you know they're on the beach, so you know they, Burnley should go at them and and pick up a win. So it doesn't often, doesn't always, I should say, work like that. No, I, I just, I just think at the moment we're we're a team that's we're probably we are a little bit desperate for the season to end. Let's be honest. I, I, I kind of feel that way. It's a shame it's, to be saying it's that. Disappointing, in, in, isn't it? Yeah. At the end of April. Oh, I know what you um, mean. Yeah. But I'm, but I'm kind, I kind, I'm kind of already done with this season. Just 
frankly. Um, although obviously I'll, I'll always watch Villa play until the end of the season and I want them to win. Yeah. Um, I, I just, I kind of, you know, I'm kind of like, we're a little bit disjointed. I don't really know what our strongest side is. Um, there's lots of questions to be answered over the course of the summer by that, that Gerard is, Gerard is going to have to look at. There's lots of questions that exist. So playing a Burnley side that seem a lot more confident and, um, and uh, they kind of they have this sort of much more settled side than us, um, yeah. and this common cause and everything else that they um, that I think they will I think they will they will beat us at Turf Moor um, with the fans oh. there and everything else the atmosphere. So I don't think I don't think it'll be a high scoring game. Um, like a one nil or something. Yeah, I, I think I think I think we will. And I do think we'll score. I think we've got we've got players. You know, in, in Ings, Watkins, obviously they teamed up for the two goals against Norwich. I think they could definitely get something at Turf Moor, but I just think, I just think the fans and momentum that Burnley have got at the moment probably will be enough to see them over the line. At Villa mm. Park, when we play them again in a couple of weeks' time, that might be a different story. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, at, up, up north in Lancashire, I, I think Burnley will probably scrape it 2-1 just to kind of, keep, again, keep that, keep that momentum going. Okay, thank you everybody for listening. I've been your host, George Zielinski. See you later, Frankie. Catching a bit, George, up the villa. Up the villa, and it is goodbye for me too. We'll be back to review that Burnley game over the weekend. But until then, come on, Super Aston Villa.